Hey guys, it's Thursday and it's Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays and I am your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Hello. I normally start these with happy Thursday, but I don't know. It's not a great happy week, certainly in America. We had another school shooting and school shootings just it make they make no sense. Shootings make no sense. But little kids, I mean, how do I even say there's no, you know, is it better when older kids, college kids get shot than nine year olds? But I mean, an elementary school, this, it's just too much. And we've been dealing with it so long. And let me start by saying that I wrote my newsletter this week, which was meant to be quite fun. And um, the title of the newsletter this week was I lost a half day skiing, which was in reference to Gwyneth Paltrow and and a line from her much, much watched, much talked about court case, which we will talk about. But I also talked a lot about the the hearing with the CEO of TikTok and, you know, Mr. Chu, who is from Singapore, did, I thought, a really, really great job. He's been torn apart by many. I think they're wrong. I think he did a great job. As I said in my newsletter, I would have literally, anybody who knows me knows this is true. I would have been like, ah, the questions that were being thrown at me, the rudeness, the xenophobia, the the lack of understanding of who he is, where he's from, the difference between Singapore and China. I mean, all of it, but just the lack of understanding technology and how any of this works. I would have literally been like, go fuck yourselves. I would have like washed my hands of it and stormed out, um, never to be seen from again. But I did make a reference in the newsletter. And just so you guys know how my process is, I write notes throughout the week and just little in my notes app. I just keep notes sort of seeing things that are bubbling up in different areas of my life and social media, things that are being sent to me. Thank you for those who send me tips. But I just take notes and 90% of those go into the newsletter. I don't write throughout the week. I really, I sit down very early Monday morning and write and I write completely from top to bottom and go back and do a couple edits. You'll notice there's probably spelling errors. So my editing is not that amazing, but that's what I do. And I don't look at the news. I don't listen to anything. I turn my text messaging and my email off so I can just really concentrate on writing the newsletter. So in my breaking down the uh, hearing between the C- with the CEO of TikTok, and I'm probably mispronouncing his name, but Shu Zi Chu, who is being thirst trapped now on TikTok because of his cool and calm demeanor and not storming off as I would. I wrote this and let me tell you, I wrote this probably at about 8.30 Pacific time on Monday morning. And I said, yes, all the TikToks of Pedro Pascal being adorable or cats having kittens are a real security risk compared to the guy around the corner currently stockpiling ammo for his AR-15, which he's going to go and massacre people with. But okay, Washington, you do you. I get through it all. I publish the newsletter, put it out, send it out to my email list. And only then do I realize that there's been another school shooting and that with an assault rifle, I believe an AR-15 or whatever it's called. I don't, I don't quite know the names, but I think that's what it was. Certainly there was a handgun and a assault rifle, which is believed to be that. And I don't really know what to say. You know, almost immediately we saw gun advocates 
using this as an opportunity to to say that we need more guns, that again, these teachers are needing to be armed and therefore they could have saved it, which I did see a really great tweet today that somebody, apparently a teacher in, I think Florida, but I'm maybe I'm just assuming it's Florida, but saying, oh great, you can trust us with having guns, but you can't trust us with picking books for your children to read because government is censoring the books and, and forcing uh, teachers not to let them read books like The Diary of Anne Frank. This is where we are in America. So for my friends listening in England and Ireland and I don't know, everywhere in between, I know you have your own problems. I know everybody has their own problems, but man, these, these are different kinds of problems. You guys, you, you don't, and you know that, you know how lucky you are that you don't have these problems, but I'm just outraged. I honestly, I know this is a pop culture podcast and it's meant to be fun, but like, it's so timely. I can't believe I wrote that. I really can't believe I wrote that. But then we have another layer to it. And that is the, we had a female shooter, though I believe the, the shooter whose name I'm not going to say here identified as a man, but they were a born female. It is very, very uncommon to have female mass shooters, which we all know, though I've had a couple of right wing crazies tried to fact check me on Twitter that most people who perform mass shootings are not white men, that that's misinformation that we are brainwashed into believing in most are people of color or of uh, other ethnicities. Yes, that is what the right wing conspiracy theorists are trying to force me to broadcast. But anyway, the data shows that, you know, a lot of these shootings, a great majority of school shootings are white men, white young men. This was a a white young woman who identifies as a man, identified as a man. There are lots of reports. I, you know, we don't know anything really um, other than that this person went to this school. It's a Christian school. It's a Presbyterian school, which is really weird. I grew up, I have had a, a hodgepodge of religion myself, but um, I found out later in life that I'm mainly Ashkenazi Jew, but my parents had converted by the time I was born and I was born a Quaker. I was baptized a Presbyterian. I was first communioned a Catholic, sort of, not really. I got to perform in the ceremony because I went to Catholic school, but I don't think I actually had the wafer touch my 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 lips. And I was confirmed an Episcopal. So I, I've been all over. Presbyterians are like very, very progressive. Same with Episcopals, ordained women and men, ordained gay people. So I assume maybe it's a bit different in the South. I don't know. But apparently this this person had felt betrayed by their community and their family about coming out, being gay and being transgender. Again, we don't know all the facts. I don't really care if it's a man or woman, black or white, young or old. The fact is that they bought these guns legally. And I, I believe there in Florida, for example, there was a law when you to buy these weapons, you had to like do a written test or something and then wait a couple days. And they've gotten rid of that. Apparently that was too aggressive for Florida. And so now you can just go in and buy a gun. They're getting easier to buy, not harder. It is unbelievable. We had, of course, George fucking Santos. And I say that with with all of the rage and disgust and 
there's nobody like this. I mean, they're all so terrible, but George Santos is one of them. A gay man under an assumed name who has stolen money and uh, lied about every single part of his life, including his mother being a victim of 9-11. This man, just, you know, one of those kids that you knew in school who just would try to fit in in anything and be mean to people because that's what the popular kids did. George Santos, just the other week, along with other politicians, wore an AR-15 pin on their lapel. It, that means on their suit jacket. And there's there's pictures of that. Google it. Literally, a AR-15 gun pin on his lapel to say, we want more guns. We also have Tim Burchett, I believe it's, unless it's Bursette, a real weasel looking man. I mean, you could see him. I mean, I'm sorry, sue me, but you could literally see him wearing a white hood and riding uh, horses 40 years ago. Uh, he is a Republican from Tennessee. He is a congressman. He was stopped on the Capitol Hill steps and he is, says, this is a tragedy, but we're not going to fix it. Three precious little kids lost their lives, and I believe three adults. And the shooter, of course, lost their life, too. So it's, it's a horrible, horrible situation. And we're not going to fix it. Criminals are going to be criminals. And my daddy fought in the Second World War, fought in the Pacific, fought the Japanese. And he told me, he said, buddy, if somebody wants to take you out and doesn't mind losing their life, there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do about it. No, he's wrong. This pathetic pathetic man is wrong. There is stuff we can do, like not letting it be so easy for people to get guns, like not uh, having no laws prohibiting people from buying assault rifles, assault rifles. Who needs an assault rifle? Who in this day and age, other than military, needs an assault rifle? The freedom to bear arms, the right to bear arms, did not apply to assault rifles. Our forefathers did not envision anything other than having to fill a musket with some gunpowder or however they did it. It was a very slow process to be able to protect their property. Uh, they did not understand because it didn't exist. Think about assault rifles. So this man, Tim Burchett, honestly, I hope you go to hell. Um, I know you will go to hell. So if I believed in that sort of thing, but you'll Everything that you stand for is wrong. And then we have <laughs> MTG baby Marjorie Taylor Greene, the despicable, truly despicable congressperson. I, I don't, I can't even say this, who I can't even believe Twitter did this. They restricted her based on her horrible tweets immediately following this shooting. By the way, this all happened while I had my email and text off while I was writing the newsletter. So I missed all of it. And she tweeted the minute that, I mean, it was within minutes of them finding out that the person was a, was a, perhaps transgender. She tweeted, how much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was the transgender Nashville school shooter taking? Everyone can stop blaming guns now. So yeah, there you go. That was one. She had a series of other tweets, including how guns needed to be in the hands of teachers you know, about how this wasn't a, this was technically a white man now because they want to identify as transgender. I mean, so many different things. 
it's just really shocking. I honestly don't know what to say. It's sort of hard to go back and look at funny TikToks right now. And in frankly, a lot of TikTok has turned into activist TikTok. There is a lot of news people, creators um, breaking down what happened, people who knew the shooter talking about it. Um, a lot of a lot of information is coming out of social media. Most of this generation, Gen Z, is not sitting there watching the seven o'clock news or the 11 o'clock news. They are getting information online and citizen journalists doing their part in sharing that information with their communities, whether on TikTok or elsewhere. And it's, you know, everybody's going to blame. So this is now, you'll see the narrative. It's no longer about school shooting. It's a trans story. And this is a terrible moment again for the, for the trans community because this is about a school shooter. This is not about whether that person is trans. This is not about whether that person is man, male or female, to be honest. This is just at its core, whether there's mental illness, whether there's, I mean, if there is mental illness, whether there's hate involved, whether there's, you know, this is a hate crime, a terrorist, all of it. It's because they have access to powerful automatic machinery, weapons, and tons of ammo. And so here we are, and it's really, it's an incredible thing, and it feels pretty hopeless. It feels like nothing will get done. We've had so many of these school shootings, and everybody's outraged. And there was one incident where a woman who happened to be in Nashville on holiday with her family as a survivor of a previous school shooting, I mean, there's so many, but one not so long ago, took over the news cameras, like came to there and said, this is fucking outrageous. Like, are you sick of this yet? I've just survived a school shooting and now I'm here with my family on holiday and here we are. Aren't you guys tired of being here and having to cover all of these mass shootings? I have been lobbying in DC since we survived a mass shooting in July. I have met with over 130 lawmakers. How is this still happening? How are our children still dying and why are we failing them? Gun violence is the number one killer of children and teens. It has overtaken cars. And these shootings and these mass shootings will continue to happen until our lawmakers step up and pass gun safety legislation. Three families have lost three nine-year-olds. They don't get to, to have that family unit ever again. Three other families have lost mothers, fathers, grandparents who are trying to protect those children and did everything they could in those 14 minutes it it was until the police got there and, and killed the shooter. So, you know, pop culture is not always fun and silly Gwyneth Paltrow memes. This is pop culture, unfortunately. And I, I hope that we get to live in a day and age where kids in America get to say, can you believe, can you fucking believe people used to have guns that they could have automatic weapons? Can you believe? I remember, I don't remember if I've talked about this on a podcast, but it was, um, well, I think it was about 2016, maybe 2017. I think 2016, I was staying in a flat in London, in Primrose Hill. And a drunk, it was a drunken guy tried to break into the apartment thinking it was his ex-girlfriend's apartment or that she still lived there and broke the glass. But um, there was there was a gate on it. Couldn't get in, but I called 
the equivalent of, I think it's 999 in England. Maybe I'm wrong. I, it did take me a minute. I had to Google it because, of course, I was an idiot and calling 911 like a stupid American. But I called them. And of course, the very polite emergency response person was like, don't worry, it's OK. We'll send police. And I said, but ma'am, what if they have a gun? And she's like, sweetie, they don't have a gun. This is England. Like, let's not worry. It was just, I was at first like, how dare you say that to me? But she was right. Like, this is a very different mentality. So um, here we are again. And I just, you know, the irony, I I really felt terrible about publishing that newsletter, you know, and the silly sort of like, hey, we already have a Gwyneth Paltrow meme and lots of TikToks talking about their love of the CEO of TikTok. And where I referenced the fact that, you know, while Congress was worried about cat videos and Pedro Pascal thirst traps, there was probably somebody arming themselves with a ton of ammo and an AR-15. And then lo and behold, what do you know? Um, I really felt bad publishing it. I, I asked a few people whether I should, you know, take it down, whether I should edit it. Some suggested I write a note on it, but I left it as is. I left it as is. I haven't been really promoting it. I just did that one tweet because it just wasn't the right time. I don't care about clicks, but I do care that if maybe one person, just one person who was on the fence about their belief in weapons and government role here and priorities, if just one person, whether they listen to me or they see something on TV or read something on Twitter, changes their mind, then I take that as a win. But it's, it just doesn't feel, I mean, the fact that I remember exactly where I was, what I was wearing, what I did that afternoon when Columbine happened. I'll never forget it. I, and I've, and, and it's interesting because over the last few months, Dylan Klebold, who is one of the killers of Columbine, and I, I only say his name because I remember it for some reason, like so long ago, his mom, there are lots of TikToks about her and her, her openness to talk about it, her book. And she did a Ted talk and about the guilt and the shame and the mental illness that came upon her and the questioning of her parenting and, and it's all comes out and her, her being a, you know, taking initiative to try to do gun control and so forth. And, you know, the TikTok community is very aware of these people and the situations and the stories and the school shootings. And mes- much of this generation lives it. They're afraid to go to school. They are being armed with walls that are bulletproof and book bags that are bulletproof. And parents, um, my nieces, my niece Haley, who has two little kids, has to worry about sending their children to school and what the next 18 years look like. And, and, I don't understand it. I don't understand how we, you know, and somebody, somebody responded to my tweet and it was such a breathtaking revelation to me because I do believe in the goodness of people and I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but she said, basically uh, to summarize her tweet was just like, the government doesn't care about individuals. They care about corporate America corporate America. It's where the money comes from. It's the billions of dollars. It's a lobbyist. Just like, you know, more than likely government isn't worried about China and TikTok. The lobbyists for Meta have gotten to them. The people like Peter Thiel's having lunches, who's on the board of Meta is having lunches with the key members of, of Congress. So the corporate America is who the government works for, not 
the individual citizens. And so it's corporate America that's going to get this change. So if people who work at the large, large companies, the you know, Metas of the world, the Googles of the world, the IBMs of the world, the Toyotas or whatever, U.S. companies in the world, if they start petitioning their leaders, if they don't come to work until something is done and the lobbyists for these large companies, whether it's oil or gas or auto or tech, start to feel the pinch because their employees are demanding change then I I think we won't see anything until that happens. I was really like my breath was taken away by this woman's tweet to me because I don't think she's wrong. I think that's the power lies in corporate America. Corporate America relies on employees. And if employees say enough is fucking enough and none of us are coming to work or none of us are going to do what we need to do, you know, on mass FedEx, UPS, American Express, Starbucks, McDonald's, Home Depot, all of them, then maybe we can affect change because apparently children standing up on podiums and crying and saying, we can't have this. We're scared to go to school. Isn't enough to get Congress to change. So that's my rant guys. How about that? Don't really know where to go from here. I, um, I think I'm going to keep it at this. I know that it's not the most fun, not always fun, but again, maybe learning that pop culture can be icky and gross and horrifying and terrifying and tragic as much as it can be silly and fun and, you know, meaningless and uh, escapism. This is one of those times. So I'll leave it on that. I am going to tune out for a little bit. I'm not going to do a Mary. What was it? Now I can't even think about it, David. Mary, make out or mute. I'm gonna, I don't wanna mute what's happening. I mean, I wish I, I wish I could, but I feel like we need to lean into it. We need to hear, we need to see. It's so easy to give up because we've seen this thing happen over and over again and nothing changed, but you never know. You never know that one thing might make a big impact. That one person, that one company, that one moment. And um, I hope we're, we live to see that. I hope it's during our time here. So that, that is it. Next week, I hope we'll be back with a more fun, light, silly escape. And for those of you listening to this on your way to Pilates or in your rich mom walk or during your lunch break on your way to work, I'm sorry it's not the normal fun pick-me-up, but we all have these, these moments. Life is not all perfect. And I don't think it's fair to pretend otherwise. So that's my take on things this week. And I look forward to seeing you guys, talking to you guys, hearing from you guys all next week. I'm out. Pop culture.